Good morning, sons and daughters of God, and welcome as we gather for worship here in this space and also for those of you who are worshiping online. We rejoice that we can be together in all kinds of ways and all kinds of places to hear the good news of God's love for us. Thank you for worshiping with us today. The truth about being human is that we all experience brokenness in our relationships. And probably the biggest example of that is the reality of divorce. But today Jesus spells out that that is not what God wants or intends for us and reminds us that even when we are broken, we also are blessed. And so we will hear that good news offered to us today. I invite you now to stand as you are able as we begin our worship together. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, whose love is endless. Amen. Let us pray. God who created us male and female, you build a kingdom where two can become one, where no one is too small or too broken, where your love lasts when our love fails, where we can find shelter from our enemy, death, where we can trust you for every breath, every heartbeat, every second of life, and where we are gathered like little children to be held safe and secure from all harm. Before you now we bow, and to you we cling. May your name be honored on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Let us confess our brokenness and our need for God's healing love. Merciful Lord, you know that we are stubborn and willful. We believe we know the right way to do everything and to heal all our troubles of the world. We resort to extraordinary means to provide healing only to find that we have not placed our trust in your redeeming love. Our efforts fall short of reconciliation. Forgive us our stubbornness and arrogance. Heal our wounded souls and restore hope and compassion to our relationships with you and with each other. Lift us up and cause us to serve you by serving others in this world. Amen. Truly, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. By the gift of grace in Christ Jesus, God makes you righteous. Receive with glad hearts the forgiveness of all your sins. Amen. Celebration, all of creation, so 
Let us pray together. Sovereign God, you have created us to live in loving community with one another. Form us for life that is faithful and steadfast, and teach us to trust like little children that we may reflect the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading is from the second chapter of Genesis. Genesis 2 stresses that people are not meant to live in isolation, but in relationship. Out of love for humanity, God creates them male and female to provide companionship for each other and to become, one with, and to become with each other one flesh. The Hebrew words here are ish, for man, and Isha for woman. A reading from Genesis. The Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed the place up with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last 
is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. The Gospel according to Mark. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap Jesus with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? Jesus answered them with a question. What did Moses say in the law about divorce? Well, he permitted it, they replied. He said a man can give his wife a written notice of divorce and Send her away. But Jesus responded, He wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts. But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, Let no one split apart what God has joined together. Later, when he was alone with his disciples in the house, they brought up the subject again. He told them, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries someone else, she commits adultery. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, I've got to tell you, that's not my favorite gospel passage to preach on. I've told some people before that the first time I ever had to preach on this text was in a congregation where there were two big divorces going on with very important family members in the, in the church. And I was so scared to try to preach this passage that I I called my old New Testament professor back in seminary and asked him 
to help walk me through it and see what I could say. I mean, can't we just skip over that whole first part of the gospel and, and go right to Jesus blessing the children? Or maybe focus our attention on that creation story? But the truth is, you and I both know that whenever we hear that passage on divorce, everyone wants to know how in the world can we possibly hear it as good news. That passage is upsetting for anyone who is dealing with the reality of a broken marriage. And divorce is so prevalent in society today that I'm sure there's probably no one in this room or no one watching online who hasn't experienced that pain in some form or another, either through their own separation and divorce or that of their parents or children or siblings or friends. It hurts. And so when we come to this text, what are we going to do with it? Well, we do what we always should do, is work carefully through this text to see how it can speak to us and to honestly deal with it in a way to have God speak a word to us that God wants us to hear. And today we're going to do that as best we can and trust that the Spirit will indeed speak to us. So to start out, we know that we have seen this kind of scenario before. How Jesus is confronted by some religious leaders trying to, to inquire how he would look at a certain situation. And today it's the question of divorce. Is it lawful? For a man to divorce his wife. But their question was bogus. They knew the answer before they asked the question. And so their inquiry was an attempt to try and trap Jesus. To get him into trouble. In fact, it's more than just trap. The word that Mark uses for trap is exactly the same word that he uses for what happened to Jesus in the wilderness where he was tempted. And so the Pharisees come tempting Jesus to try to get him into trouble. And perhaps see, the reason they wanted to use this issue goes all the way back to the story of John the Baptist. Do you remember how John the Baptist lost his head? at the hands of Herod the king? And do you remember why he did that? It's because John the Baptist was preaching against the fact that Herod had married his sister-in-law after she had divorced her husband, Herod's brother. It angered Herod and Herodias, his wife, and John was beheaded. So maybe the Pharisees were tempting Jesus to get into the same kind of situation to end up on Herod's enemies list. Or maybe they simply thought they could trap Jesus into offering some kind of twisted understanding of the law, which did allow for divorce. But it only allowed for divorce... Because men 
were leaving their wives out in the cold, literally and figuratively. The divorce certificate that they would give them was only a way, was a way that they would be allowed to marry again and not end up as a single woman. Unmarried women in that culture were vulnerable to all sorts of slights and injuries. She had no protection against all kinds of cultural taboos. And so obviously this question was a setup. But Jesus refused to play their game. Instead, he took them back to the very heart of life itself. He responded, Moses gave you this permission to divorce because you were so hard-hearted. And that's not how God intended it. God wanted you to live together in a committed relationship to one another. And what God has brought together, no one should try to separate. And he makes his point by going back into the story of creation. Back to where it all began. Where God said over and over and over again, it is good. Until it wasn't. In the second chapter of Genesis, we find something that wasn't good. Something was incomplete. The human being, Adam. And human being is the best way we can really translate that Hebrew word ish. Adam, the human one, was alone without a companion. And so nothing in creation was suitable to be a mate for the man, for the human one. Which makes loneliness the first problem in the Bible that needed to be solved. Adam was incomplete. So God took a side from the human one and created a companion, another human being, the woman. Goodness was restored. And the first human words in the Bible was a song of praise to the Creator. Thank God, at last, I am whole. I am complete. Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. God met the one need that we could not meet for ourselves. Being together, making us whole and complete by our relationships. Jesus shifts the question of the Pharisees from what is a legal matter to what God intends for all creation. And this is true for everybody. For singles, as well as those who are married. We all need others to make our life rich and complete and full. And God has provided a relationships so that we could have the joy of sharing our life together. And when those relationships are broken, 
when they end up ruined. That is not what God intends for us, and it grieves God's heart, primarily because it causes us pain. And God does not want His children to suffer. But what about the adultery? That's the part that hurts. So this is where we need to to work through carefully and understand the good news that is there for us. It's clear that God hopes for us to to have unions that are built uh, on love and trust and respect as partners, as equals, so that we can share our relationship. And we know that sometimes marriages do not end up being what they were intended to be. And there are many reasons why they are broken down. Sometimes marriages were a mistake to begin with. Some exist only in an atmosphere of anger and abuse. Some fall apart due to a lack of commitment and the effort that it takes to make them healthy. But regardless of how and why a relationship breaks down, divorce is never what God intends for us. Even though sometimes that's the most responsible thing we can do at the time, especially in an atmosphere of abuse. We already know the pain that comes from that brokenness. And God never intended us to endure that pain. Either from marriage, from a broken marriage or otherwise. Jesus teaches us that our brokenness, the brokenness of our relationship, is the result of our inability to live up to what God wants for us. Marriage is not an end to itself. It's rather the model of the promise that God makes with creation, a promise to live in a covenant of love with each other. And divorce is an example of our inability to live up to that covenant. The truth is, the cause of all of our breakups is that we love ourselves more than we can possibly love anybody else. And we call that the cause of our sin. And so we end up like the Pharisees, looking for loopholes, trying to figure out what's permitted, what we can get away with, instead of trying to live into what God wants for us. And because of our sin, we have all divorced ourselves from God. We've done so because of our hardness of heart toward God. And that means we all live adulterous lives. Adultery means to make something unclean and impure. And we do that with God every day. And so we have to say clearly 
and truthfully that those who have experienced a divorce are no more and no less sinful than any of the rest of us. All of us stand before God as people unwilling and unable to live up to what God wants for us, turning the good into something that is broken and unclean. So where do we find the good news? We find it in the rest of the story. Jesus and the children. Do you remember that in Jesus' day, children were the lowest of the low? They had even less status than a divorcee. And you remember how earlier Jesus took a child and used that child as an example of those who should be loved and nurtured. So when the disciples are trying to keep children away from Jesus, he gets mad. He says, don't keep them away. The kingdom of God is like those children. The kingdom of God is for those who are broken, who are outcast who are lowly, who, are, who stand vulnerable. In other words, the kingdom belongs to us. The story of the Bible is a story of what God wants for all of creation. And then it becomes a story about how those whom God has created don't live up to those intentions, to those desires. But it doesn't stop there. It's also a story of how God continues to always love us. even when we don't live up to what God wants for us. God responds to our hardness of heart, to our failures, by giving us Jesus. In Jesus, we have the complete gospel, the truth about our sin, our failures, our hardness of heart, but also the truth about God's love and mercy and forgiveness. Jesus prayed for those who hung him on the cross, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. God created us and called us good. And when we failed to live up to that goodness, Jesus redeems us and calls us saved. But yes, this is a hard passage to hear. And it always has been.
the same gospel promises us that when we are broken, we are also blessed. Loved even at our worst. Loved even when our hearts are at their hardest. And with that love, we can begin to change. And our hearts can begin to soften into that dream that God has for us and for all creation. To live in a deep relationship with our lover God and to see our wholeness and our completeness as we love one another. That's the dream that we were created for. Let's not give up on it. In Jesus' name. stand as you are able for the prayers of the people. <clears throat> Made children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy One, you have raised up faithful leaders throughout history. 
Empower those discerning a call to ministry and all seminarians that they continue to be formed for the sake of the gospel. In your great mercy, hear our prayer. You have established a diverse and beautiful creation. Revive declining species and preserve endangered lands. Cultivate in us a sense of wonder for the world you created. In your great mercy, hear our prayer. You desire for us not to be alone and to live in community with one another. Strengthen relationships between nations and peoples that we celebrate and support one human family. In your great mercy, hear our prayer. You share in our experiences and struggles. Bless all who live with any mental or physical disability. Inspire creative communities, spaces, and environments that all are accessible and hospitable. Remember those we name to you now. Susan Bayman, Jesse Brock, John Daly, Gay Green, Alberta Holden, Merrill Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa and Roger Strong, the Duffseth family, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, and those on our lips are in our hearts. In your great mercy, hear our prayer. You have established and nurtured relationships that extend beyond those gathered here today. Bless members who can no longer travel to worship with us and remind us of their continued role in this community of faith. In your great mercy, hear our prayer. You faithfully promise to be with us in all of our living, strengthen our trust we have in you as we offer you our personal prayers. In your great mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God and those in our hearts known only to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We rejoice that we can celebrate Christ's peace among us. And for those of you watching at home, we, expend, we extend Christ's peace to you and receive the same back from you. May we greet one another with the sign of Christ's peace. God's peace. God's peace. For those of you who are worshiping with us online, we invite you to share in this meal of healing and renewal. Please commune all of those who are with you in your gathering, or you may commune by yourself if you are alone. 
Offer the bread with the words, this is the body of Christ given for you, and the cup with the words, the blood of Christ shed for you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks It is our duty and delight that we should everywhere and always offer thanks and praise to you, O God, through Jesus Christ, who calls us to follow his way of humble service and love. And so with the church on earth, all creation and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy are you, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Oh, the is the The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ has set the table with more than enough for all. Come, all are welcome to receive these gifts from God. We will commune the choir side first. Please be seated. Mercy on 
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. 
Lord of life, in the gift of your body and blood. You turn the crumbs of our faith into a feast of salvation. Send us forth into the world with shouts of joy, bearing witness to the abundance of your love. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Again, welcome as we worship together, not only here in this space, but also those of you at home or wherever you might be online. Thank you for coming together and worshiping our Lord. We are beginning uh, to, to our fall coat drive, and if any of you have any jackets or coats that you are not using regularly, uh, please be sure and bring them here to the church through these next few weeks as we will share those with the Salvation Army, and they have promised us that every coat we give will be given out to folks who are uh, coatless in our community, those on the streets and others. We're also gonna be collecting used glasses. Uh, if you're like me, Sometimes those prescription changes and you probably have a drawer full of old glasses somewhere. Uh, they can be used. The Lions uh, International will take those glasses and repurpose them. And so we're collecting glasses as well. So we invite you to bring those in uh, also. We give thanks for the generosity of members of our congregation who have given gifts for our bell to purchase our new uh, octave of bells for our bell choir. It's not too late. You can still participate, and we invite you to do so in the next uh, few weeks, or, well, probably the next week or so. Yeah. Um, and so we can complete that purchase and bring those bells here for uh, our bell choir. It's growing, and we need more instruments. That's a good thing. We certainly want to keep in our prayers John and Linda Duffseth, um, who lost their daughter uh, this past week in Hickory and we offer our prayers of support and comfort for their loss. You know, <clears throat> when we share time together, uh, one of the things that we do uh, each week is to break the body and blood of Christ uh, that offers us the, the, the tangible way of, ex of hearing God's love for us. And one of the most sacred things that we can do is to make that ready for those who come to worship. So I want to encourage any of you who might uh, feel so led to uh, come and be a part of our altar guild uh, as they are the ones who uh, both set up the communion and clean up after the worship services. And that's a very sacred honor and task uh, that is done in our church to prepare the meal of Christ for God's people. So please let us know if you'd like to be included in that ministry. Now please stand as you are able and hear this assurance of grace. God has always loved you. God loves you now, and God will love you forever. This is the good news that gives us new life. The good news that reminds us that we are never alone, and that no matter how hearted or broken we might be, we are never alone and without God's love. So we go forward and faithfully remember that God will bless us and keep us, that God's face will shine on us with grace and mercy, and that God will look upon us with favor and will give us peace. Amen. Jesus loves me. 
Go in peace. Welcome all of God's children in the ways in which you live. Thanks be to God. Peace.